and welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke, where it's my great pleasure today to have three guests and we're going to talk about the Bazaar Internationale, which is on next weekend. Finally, we can go there, another event in person. Joining me are Carmen de Calf, president of the Bazaar International Organizational Committee. She's Spanish from Bilbao originally and worked for 15 years in corporate banking in Madrid and other cities around the world and moved to Luxembourg 22 years ago for an Italian holding firm. But more and more she has dedicated her time to charity work. Mars di Bartolomeo you might think of him as he just told me as the chocolate, the planet or the god of war but in fact his credentials go much deeper than that. He's a great friend of the Bizarre International. By training a journalist he was also the mayor of Doulange, speaker of the parliament, ex-health minister and is in charge of the 25th Covid law to be launched any moment now and he's also head of the institutional committee in parliament. And finally, Charlotte de Fraise Nauta is from the Netherlands, lived in Singapore as a child and has a background in PR. And now, alongside raising her children, she's a full-time volunteer with the Bazaar International Organisational Committee. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining me here at RTL today. It's a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having us. The pleasure is ours. Hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I want to start with both of you ladies, because you've had this difficult challenge of whether or not even to go through with the Bazaar. International. Well, firstly, I should say, for those who don't even know what it is, tell us what it is. The Bazaar International, it's my personal favorite, and I think for many people in Luxembourg, favorite event of the year. It's this meeting of 50 plus nationalities, all in their own stands. These country stands sell products typical for their country foods, drinks, fashion, accessories, arts and crafts. And all profits are then donated to a myriad of charities. Each country participating in the bazaar can present charities to the committee of the bazaar. We then do a thorough check of this charity if our sometimes relatively modest, sometimes not so modest contribution would really make a change. The basic idea is that we have a high impact on the charities that get money from us. If I can just quickly insert an example, it's one of my favorite. Two, three years ago, we donated about 6,000 euros to a school in Africa, in northern Africa. And with that money, they could send 150 children to school for three years with uniforms, with food, with everything they needed. Thus giving them an education and also keeping young girls from being married off because that would have been in some cases the alternative. So it's not just the charity itself that we help and for whom we want to have an impact, but also the communities directly around the charities. I can see how passionate you are about this and I can feel it as well. Yes. Don't and, get me going. And, <laughs> well, I do want to get you going. Actually, that's the whole point of the interview. And just for those of you who can't see Charlotte in action, you can hear the sound of action, the sea of action as the hand movements gesticulate around. This enthusiasm is the point of the Bazaar International. What is the difference from the Bazaar of all the Christmas markets and the Bazaar of each village and so on? It's that we are entirely run by volunteers volunteers with lots of joy and we are proud to do it really everything by ourselves and this enthusiasm with people from more than 50 different cultures countries religions gathered together under the same roof working together doing everything but in harmony 
and mm-hmm. without any conflict. This is a nice message to our society and to the world. And I just wanted to zone in on how difficult it has been to plan this year. I mean, last year, of course, we couldn't have it. But this year, tell us about yes. how it has been for you as an organizational committee to think about how to go about having it. I mean, I know we have the COVID check rules in place and Maris will tell us much more about that in a moment. How have you gone about doing this? Under normal circumstances, we organize and set everything up in a period of six to nine months. And this year, due to COVID circumstances, we took the final decision only a few weeks ago. So everything has to be organized to be done in six weeks. Yeah. So you can imagine <laughs> it's a new team. The board, which is the committee, it's composed by seven persons. So a small group and we are working since summer. And we try to, since uh, seven weeks, day and night, really day and night, so we are not counting the hours. <laughs> Let's say it's very dynamic and funny to coordinate the work with thousands of volunteers from more than 50 different nationalities. And Mars, why are you such a fan of the Bazaar International? <clears throat> well, uh, first, because of the people who organize it, because there is such an enthusiasm And then secondly, because it's the world in miniature. Mm-hmm. Microcosm, yeah. Yeah. And then third, the offers to the visitors are so fantastic that nobody goes out without having found anything which is very original. And I'm full of confidence in the organizers that they are going to do everything which is possible to guarantee the safety of the different stands and the visitors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But one of the big parts of the bazaar, as I remember it last time I went, is food and tasting food. So will that still be on offer? Yes, because we have at the entrance for all visitors, there is a strict COVID check. After passing the COVID check, it's optional to wear a mask or not. They can put off their mask for food and drinks to smell a little bit the taste and the aroma and the flavors of the different corners of the country to taste delicious food and uh, different drinks like Pisco Sour or Sangria <laughs> or uh, Belgian beer and so on, to have this trip around the world. And this is bazaar, as Mars has said. The bazaar is solidarity and a multicultural meeting point. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about some of the highlights that we can look forward to this year. Due to, to the context, we have reduced slightly our event. There will be 38 nations represented instead of more than 55. For us, the priority was given to the safety. The committee decided to put a ceiling of visitors, but we will have some highlights like um, folkloric dance groups, like music bands coming along for a few hours. All our efforts from our part have been compensated by the support of the Ville de Luxembourg. I would like to give a big thank you to the support of the Ville de Luxembourg and of members of the government. We expect to have the, the official opening will be done by your Royal Highness, the Grand Duchess, Maria Teresa, and by Madame la Bourgmestre Lili Polfer. And we will expect to have uh, lots of uh, visitors and fans like uh, Mars, like Xavier Betel during the weekend. And new this year is a Friday evening opening. For the first time, we decided to invite people for after work drinks and snacks. And I know that the Italian stand has now 
and <laughs> decided to open on Friday evening with a special drink that everyone likes. It's a sort of mini bazaar because not all the stands may be able to participate in that. Like a sneak preview. And also a lovely atmosphere for the people at the stands, the organisational teams there, because they can also perhaps walk about and partake. It's almost rehearsal phase before the big day and the big opening on Saturday. It's a good point. If you're working in the stand, I used to be part of the Dutch stand. I'm embarrassed to say, but I hardly have any idea what other stands do and sell because you're only working, working, working and you never have the time to actually, you know, explore the rest of the bazaar. So it will be a very nice opportunity for the stands themselves to get to know each other. And indeed, that's how you first met Mars, I believe, over tulips. It was over tulips. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> tell us, tell us the story. A lot of um, stands do another event throughout the year. So we have the Bazaar Weekend, which is the main event, obviously. Um, but then there's other events that take place to raise more money for the charities. The Iris have a table quiz. The French and the Italian stands always do a pre-sale in summers to get ahead of the fashion of the next <laughs> season. The Romanian stand, for instance, I'm just picking a few, do a really lovely recital. And the Dutch have, since about four or five years, a tulip sale at the residency of the Dutch ambassador. And the first time that we organized it, it was, um, at the end of the day, it was called Bull et Bulb. So it was champagne and bulbs. And people were dressed up because obviously it's at the house of the ambassador, so you, you do your best. Then it turned out that people could not only buy bulbs, but they could also fill a flower pot and put in different layers of bulbs so that it all blooms very nicely one after the other in spring. And people were sort of looking around because there were these huge pots of potting soil to put in a flower pot that you could then buy. And then our dear Mr. Mars here took off his jacket, rolled up his sleeves and started filling all these pots with potting soil. And I didn't know who he was. And then the ambassador explained to me that he was at the time the <laughs> president of the Chambre Députée. He wasn't the local gardener. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm sure he could be, actually, by the sounds of it. Do you have a memory of that, Mars? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, and I repeat it every, every year. I was very glad. Uh, some to have weeks, a job to do. <laughs> some weeks ago, we had uh, again this tulip meeting at the residence of the uh, ambassador. And I filled my pots and this time I didn't fill the pots of uh, other people because the people have learned meanwhile. And they are... Uh, <laughs> dressed down uh, Yes, they, they have dressed down and they do it by themselves. I've bought so many tulips uh, that I've been working for weekends uh, to put them in, uh, in the ground. This weekend uh, will be the last tulip. Uh, uh, weekend before buying new <laughs> tulips. But this is one anecdote. But yeah. you find at every stand such anecdotes. Yes. Uh, the different countries, they give a short view of what they stand for. So you can buy things, but above all, you learn things about these countries. These are people living every day the idea of solidarity. For me, it's a hard affair, the bazaar, because I met wonderful people and wonderful things. Every year I find something new. An example, at the Swiss stand, I found a machine to cut the onions, a crasher, onion crasher and vegetable uh, crasher. Marvelous. It's, <laughs> it's good. It's good luck. And, and, and I had a, a potato crasher. 
uh, you like and to design. crush your vegetables. <laughs> you're, you're moving towards old age where everything has to be mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember there was a visit of the Royal Highnesses and I convinced them to crush their potatoes with this design potato crusher. And I offered them uh, one. <laughs> so the Swiss uh, told me, next time you come and you sell uh, potato crushers. So motivating. People need a little bit of sun, yeah. a little bit of joy of, of living. RTL Original Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's a lovely place to buy Christmas gifts as well, I would imagine. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. I'm the lucky devil that has a birthday beginning of December. So I, always t- I now tell my husband and children, yeah, I'll get my own gifts. Oh. And then I do a small <laughs> tour at the bazaar. <laughs> Well, it's Christmas also because I could get this too, you know. <laughs> That's very nice. Very well planned, I think. The date got excellent plans in mind. So nice, really so nice Christmas decoration for the house, for the tables, for the family members yes. and some different stands. I mean, the Scandinavian, Liechtenstein, Germany, Austria, a long list. It's it's really very nice to start the Christmas shopping at the bazaar. And just uh, picking up on you were talking about Mars You really are so passionate about this. I mean, everybody around this table is passionate about this. From my point of view, it's lovely also to see so many different nationalities who live together in Luxembourg. You use the word solidarity. But amidst that solidarity, we also have the great pride people have in their own cultures and nations where they're from and talking about that. Because when we live together as this international community, we don't always get the time to re-experience our own cultures. And so Mm. it's really flavor of going back home in a way. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the Spanish stand. (laughs) The Spanish stand is uh, yes, it's a well-known stand because uh, I mean the tapas and the the wine and the jamón español, the paella, the tortilla and so on. There's a large, (laughs) large variety of food and leather products and accessoires and so on. And there's lots of ambiente around the Spanish stand because there is usually the tuna. These are students which are playing guitars and singing and so on. You know, a little bit Spanish people are very open-minded <laughs> and very spontaneous and it's a it's a meeting point for not only for Latin for Latin citizens here in Luxembourg, but for foreign people. They love a little bit to have a, a part of their summer souvenirs here in Luxembourg for a few hours. Well, yes, except the Spanish hours, as I recall them from my Spanish visits, go long into the night, as do the Italian ones, but particularly the Spanish. They no, often particularly eat the Spanish and about in Spain, 10 PM. Uh, Madrid is uh, the top of the top. I mean, in Madrid, you have dinner since 9 30, 10, not earlier. But at the bazaar, I think you finish at 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. on Saturday and on Friday at 9 p.m. So we start to have longer days, let's say like this, and to enjoy a little bit the evenings. I wonder if that's because we have a Spanish president of the Bazaar International. (laughs) Perhaps next year, or fingers crossed, toes crossed. Spanish and Luxembourgish. I'm living here for more than 20 years, so I am very proud to be Luxembourgish. We are half of our heart is already here in Luxembourg. We came 22 years ago with a little baby of six months and we've had all the others. Three children were born here in Luxembourg. As Mars said, Luxembourg, it's a small but so international multicultural country. So we feel at home here in Luxembourg. And I would like to highlight a little bit 
that all these different nationalities which come together at the bazaar, it represents a little bit the country, no? This, oh, totally. Uh, international, the, the, small, international the uh, that is the country. country. It's uh, all our efforts as volunteers is to support charities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? To work together for worthy courses. All our charities we reduced because this year we expect to have less income with this control check and with the ceiling of visitors. We expect to have less income, but we will try to do our best to support at least at least 39 charities, which are based near and far from Luxembourg, America, Asia, Africa, Europe, and so on. Charities here in Luxembourg and in the, in the surroundings of Luxembourg. And the charities, they are very different. We are giving support from financing the construction of a well and a library in Africa to rescue children and young people from forced child labor in Asia or to help orphanages in Russia or lots of elderly homes in Europe, not so far away from here, Eastern Europe. There are lots of elderly homes that are really not in a good shape, let's say like this. And to finance the planting of trees, to provide nutrition in Africa or in Latin America, to give an empowerment through culture and a source of income of lots of families. So this is the highlight of the mm-hmm. bazaar and yes. that the visitors, finally, they are doing a trip around the world They will have fun and joy for a moment. And at the same time, each euro they are spending will go directly to charities. I mean, all our benefits go directly to finance the charities. We are all volunteers. We have no salaries. We are giving really our time, our enthusiasm, our force, our ideas, our creativity to make able this event. But yeah. when you hire such a large place, there are costs involved as well yes. in this. So yes. the money pays for the cost and for charities. Do you get help from all of the infrastructure that you need? You need to move things. You need to pay for the utility bills, the hiring of the hall. Do they help you as well? Yes, for sure. We have this. This is the. I mean, this is the 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 point. We have to to pay location at Lux Expo. Lux Expo is our place. I mean, they host us since 1974. It's a long, long collaboration or relationship, a collaboration with Lux Expo. And our efforts, especially this year, was to decrease costs, fixed costs. It was the priority to reduce costs in order to have more benefits for the charities. And the fixed cost of Lux Expo, yes, we have to pay electricity, water, location, some transport. But for sure, we, we, we have a kind of support of each provider. They are not doing it for free, but we have a kind of reduction. Which is lovely. That and I repeat, also. we have as well the financial support and the support of the Wilde Luxembourg. This permits us, especially this year, to hold this event. Otherwise, yeah. it shouldn't have been possible. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that it's been a challenge, but considering that we've all been through COVID and, and it's been tough for many people, you can understand that especially for all these charities. I mean, if you lose your job you're not going to be able to spend money on charity. And for all the charities involved, it's been a steep decline in funding they had. And that is always our main driver. We've been very critical and vigilant in, in reducing the cost and still thinking, is it worthwhile if we can make money for charities? Yes, it is. It's fun and it's a wonderful event and I love it and we'll be laughing most of the time. 
and this is part of why I, I like it so much because of all the interaction with all the people. But my basic drive, and I think for all of us, is to do something for less fortunate. And just to end then, we have one more little scoop, which is that along with the main opening, we have the Condachesse coming to open. She has also launched a book recently and I hear there's some good news about this. Yes, we select each year charities, very different charities, no? but priority is given empowering children and women through safety, education, vocational training and medical care. Your Royal Highness, the Grand Duchess Maria Teresa, there is a nice surprise this year and perhaps the highlight of the weekend or one of the highlights. She will be visiting our stands as usually she does. On the second part of her visit, there will be a book signing session. So visitors can uh, buy her recent book she wrote with uh, Stefan Bern, An Amour Souverain. And she will sign up the books for visitors. And what time will she be there so that people can time their visits? Uh, it depends. It depends. I prefer not to mention the time. It will be on Saturday afternoon for sure. But I mean, it depends how much time she will spend with the stands, with all the volunteers. Let's be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Any final words to entice our listeners to come to the Bazaar International? As mentioned, the bazaar, in fact, is a visit card of Luxembourg. Luxembourg is very colored. I myself am one of the founding fathers of the Centre de Documentation sur les Migrations Humaines. Migration in Luxembourg never has been a danger for the country, but always has been an opportunity. And Luxembourg is the melting pot of the different uh, cultures. Luxembourg today is different from Luxembourg 100 years ago, and Luxembourg in 100 years will be different uh, from now, but it will remain Luxembourg as a, a country which welcomes the influences coming in and having its own DNA. Luxembourg is the world in miniature and I hope it's going to remain as open-minded as it always has been. I would maybe only say that the bazaar is really for everyone. It's for children, it will be fun. Yesterday I spoke to a lady who will not be running her stand this year, but she was set on helping out as a volunteer for anyone else. And she said, I'm 50. My mom has been working here since the beginning. I have been here for 49 years, basically. My daughter is a bazaar baby and we're all bazaar babies and we will be there and we will not miss it. And it's fun for all ages. It would be nice if... Across the world, we could really, in the day-to-day -day life, to do the same thing as we are doing at the bazaar. The different cultures, nationalities, religions, and so on, work together, really doing things in solidarity and in harmony and without any conflict. Whilst also appreciating and enjoying each other's cultures. Absolutely. That Thank you all so much for your time this morning and I can't wait to Thanks. visit. Of course, I must also add that RTL today are going to be there and we're going to have our own little yes. stand. So we're happy to talk to everybody as well. As and there's come one, along. Please. one more very important message. This year for the first time, people have to register online. 
because you know we have to have a maximum amount of people in we decided to introduce time slots so people have to go online on our website www.bazaar-international.lu to register their preferred time slots that is very, very important, just like with the Science Festival, which I know yes. some people didn't get the chance to go to because uh, it was actually full because it's so popular. So again, this is going to be the same case with the Bazaar International. It will be so popular. So grab your slot now and have a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.